Amen. Good morning. Teaching others also. Now here we are. We are in the first month of a brand new calendar year. And we've been going through some things on beginning the new year and then on focus. And today we're on the 11th of January. So this morning, it being Tuesday the 11th, I want us to look again at Psalm 1 and say a couple quick introductory remarks without repeating yesterday. Now, there is right now, if you happen to live in the Western world or like where we live here in the United States of America, uh, there is so much noise today. And I completely understand any concern that all this noise that will affect your daily life. And I get that. That is decisions people make. However, if you and I want to live for Christ, we have to get our mindset in a, in a place and our focus in a place that enables us, aids us, encourages us. It basically leads us to follow Christ and not give in to the noise. And so last week we talked about what not to focus on. And I'm referring to that in this sense that we, we've started yesterday in verse 2 where he said, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So he makes the first statement, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but, I'll circle that, highlight it, but, his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's a contrasting statement, contrasting word, contrasting structure. So we're now talking about the difference between just surviving and thriving. In other words, thrive or survive. Now, as a child of God, there are multiple warnings as a believer in the Bible. You will not find the same warnings in any other literature on the face of the earth. You'll find some similar statements. You'll find some parallel statements. You'll find many counterfeit, plagiarized statements, but you're not going to find the same statements, and here's why. In verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Let's read the psalm quickly. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But... His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And we're not going to rush it. We're going to go through this psalm to start our new year. Now, I didn't intend it to, to necessarily take, you know, the four weeks. And it may, it may not. And I hope you don't get bored with it. I, I, I'm not bored with it because all this that I'm saying is something that I use and I apply on a daily basis to my own heart and mind. And the days that I apply it the best and the most are the most victorious days. No one may know the difference outwardly. There's sometimes when there's no apparent outward difference, but there is on a spiritual level. That doesn't mean you don't have temptations of heart and mind and battles and all that, because you will. 
you're supposed to have. The more you walk with God, the more the old nature tries to rise up and have its own way. That's just a normal battle. We are to be like soldiers. You know, soldiers in combat and in people in conflict, they have to choose what they're going to focus on. I mentioned this a couple of years ago. A Marine got down off a plane. They were coming back after being deployed. And uh, one of these little reporters, and I know she meant well, she uh, singled out one of them and got there with the camera crew and the questions. And the first question was, she said, I would, I would imagine you have, looked, you have thought about this day many times while you were overseas. And that poor old Marine looked at her and said, Ma'am, my CO, commanding officer, my CO told us if we wanted to come back, we better not think about anything else but what we were doing. And it just startled her. And he wasn't trying to be rude and she wasn't trying to be foolish. She had no idea. Now, the point is, he said, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage in Galatians. And he told him as a good soldier of Jesus Christ that you can't be entangled in the affairs of this life. So you still have to pay your bills and mow your grass and put fuel in the car. And honestly, the greatest thing you could do, the number one thing you and I can do for wherever we're living is prayer, serious prayer. But our prayer needs to start with submission and those things. And we're going to look at that today. And we mentioned before, and we mentioned it last week, about the will of God. And we mentioned yesterday about delighting in His will. I delight to do Thy will, O God. And so we, as believers, as we start this day, can ask ourselves this. Do you want to know His will? Now, <laughs> You know, in a way, that's, that is a loaded question, because if you've got half, you know, pretty sharp mind, and I would say oh, most of you do now, you know that, the whole human mind knows if I answer that in the affirmative, I am opening myself up to the unknown, because I can't really say everything that might be the will of God. But do you want to do His will? Do you want to know His will? Do you know His will? Well... In the end, it's up to you. It's up to me. Okay? We're out of focus with the world so that we can focus on His will. Now, the Bible is such, and by the way, but His delight is in the law of the Lord, and His law doth He meditate day and night. It's so succinct and clear the way your book's been given to you. Do you want to know His will? Let me give you an example. There's just an example that I think Every one of us, it, it, it'll apply to your daily life. And just to show you what's in the law of the Lord. This is just one. You understand, this is a big book. 1,189 chapters. 66 books. Over 33,000 verses. And yet, it's what we're supposed to know. It's what we're supposed to read daily and be in touch with and remember. So I'm going to ask you to look at or at least jot down a verse. Proverbs 11 and verse 1. A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Now let me just show you about it's important to study your Bible. It's important to let this Bible, your King James Bible, stand like it is, and then study it. And then study that language, the language that still exists. I promise you, I've had the training and, the, and had to take Greek and Hebrew and all that to go through Bible training, and I can promise you, 
There is no alive language for you and I like this English is, and we can still tap into these definitions that were meant when God gave us this English authorized version. Now watch, a false balance is abomination to the Lord. Do you know how many times I've heard that quoted and then someone went off on balancing your life and the wheel of life and all that? All right, fair enough. Well, let's take what the verse is saying. Notice the last half of the verse, but a just weight is his, ready, delight. How about that? Delight. A false balance was an actual device that was used, and it was purposely made to, to cheat a just weight. Do you know that for years and years they've changed it now a little bit because of the agriculture departments often in charge of the gas meters on the pumps at the fuel station, all that, but it was called the Department of Weights and Measures. In my lifetime, I can remember looking at the little sticker while I was pumping fuel and it go, Department of Weights and Measures, you know, verified. That's because there has to be a standard for things. And so a weight was like the old days when they had a scale and you might have a one pound weight and you'd put it in one side and that butcher would put a piece of steak or mince, mince me, uh, uh, ground beef, whatever, right there until it leveled. Well, a false balance was made with one arm a little bit longer than the other, but lighter, so that when you had an empty scale, it sat level. But if you put a one pound weight in the short side, and you could put, say, three quarters of a pound in the long arm side, that extra leverage that that long arm had would make it look like they were getting one pound. And it was called a false balance. And here's what the old time dictionary says. To determine a false balance, you would take the things being weighed and switch sides. Take the one pound weight, put it in the other arm. Take the three quarter pound weight, put it in the other. And when that one pound weight hits that one that's imperceptibly longer, boom, it goes down hard thus revealing a false balance. That's why the, the last half of the statement is, a just weight is his delight. Sometimes they would have something that had one pound stamped on it, and of course it would be less than that. Now the point is, the lesson isn't about trying to balance out your life, although that there are other places in the Bible it talks about. It's about fair dealings and treatment with others. Man, that strikes home to every single human being, okay? It's about dealing with others the way you would like to be dealt with, not the buyer beware. If you believe in the buyer beware, that's because you're willing to take advantage of somebody if they don't ask the right questions. And that isn't the Christian ethic. That isn't the Christian teaching. Our Lord didn't teach that. So as we get into this thing, one more verse for the day we will use up this time. Romans chapter 7. Romans 7. Here's what this thing on focus in 2022 is about. Amidst all the noise, amidst all the drama, all the accusations, all the doomsday predictions and otherwise predictions, amidst all that, you and I have got to keep our heads in our Christian walk and in our Christian battle. Romans 7, Romans 7, verse 
22. For I delight. Remember yesterday we looked at the verses on delight out of the book of Psalms 119 on the Word of God. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Now why did he say that? Because in the verse above it he said, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Now, don't neglect verse 18. For I know that in me, it's in my flesh, well, it's no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. And he explains it in chapter 8. He did not say that you have to be victim. You have to use it as an excuse. You have to constantly make provision for the flesh by saying, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and I'm just this, and I'm just that. No. He said we don't have to do that. We don't have to walk and suffer in that. But notice he said, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me to captivity the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Ready? He answers the question. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind... I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So if I get my focus right in 2022, if I keep my focus right, it says, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. I will serve the law of God. You have that capacity as a born-again believer. Now, you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. You've got to be. I mean... Praise the Lord, if you are, you've got the Holy Spirit in you. And we're going to deal with those things because this is why it's in. We've got to decide which nature am I going to walk in? Which nature am I going to do? You say, why in the law of the Lord? We'll talk about that in the morning. Here's a hint. First of all, what it says in the law of the Lord. Not what we think it says. Not what someone else says it said. Okay? We're going to think about, secondly, first what it says, and secondly, what is it saying? And as we do that, and we make that our lifestyle, we make that our focus, and we're talking about the things that are edifying and godly and good, not arguing over semantics and all that kind of stuff. As we do that in 2022, in spite of how crazy this world may go, we can walk like the man and the woman in Psalm 1, and we can be fruitful for God. We can prosper in whatever we touch as far as a Christian prospers. I'm really looking forward to this time. It's helped me a lot already. See you in the morning.